Welcome to the Fellowship of the Fortified Tower. This is Many Rounds, your host. The, the date is July 10th, 2021. And uh, I wanted to go over a few things that I wasn't able to go over on the last vlog. Um, I just ran out of time. <clears throat> it was getting kind of long, so uh, I'm going to go over a couple things that uh, I thought might be important and might help you. And also I might uh, I'm going to uh, go over a few things I'm going to be doing uh, on some videos I'm going to do um, okay so I want to start out uh, I don't remember if I mentioned uh, a laundry bag in your little pack or something something to keep all your stuff waterproof um, they, uh, they the army has one and I think the navy does too but uh, it's just basically a little a bag it's about the size of a kitchen garbage bag and you you we used to use it for putting our laundry in to keep it from getting messed up but you can you can line your pack with it and you can put your stuff in that to keep everything waterproof uh, you can probably get it at a surplus store you can order it online but it was just a handy thing to have and I kept everything kind of consolidated inside your pack and dry um, Binoculars, they're good to have because they allow you to observe things from a safe distance. Let's say you're driving down the road and you see some commotion going on down there, you know, a mile or two away, and you want to, uh, you know, you're got an uneasy feeling about it. So you pull over, pull out your little binos, and uh, take a look at see what's going on and if you want to proceed or not. Uh, they're also good for doing uh, other things like re reconnaissance of other areas like if you're hiking around in the woods and you're you come up on a clearing and you can see a distance you can take a look around with them um, they're just great because it, it, it allows you to be uh, at a safe distance and still you can see what's going on around you without getting too close um, okay I wanted to go over uh, troop leading procedures a little bit with you also um, but I think I'll save that for a little bit later I wanted to go over uh, coping with some things that you may be unaccustomed to. All right, a lot of people come from different backgrounds, and we've got people that are um, very experienced in dealing with the outdoors and being in the outdoors. Uh, people that are from the city, uh, unless they've done a lot of camping or they have an occupation that takes them outdoors a lot, they generally don't have a lot of experience and dealing with uh, some of the things that are out there but really it's not uh, it's not something really that you should be afraid of um, there's it's just something it's another thing you might not know anything about so it's just a matter of learning about it and then uh, using some uh, that knowledge that you get experience from to deal with it uh, fear of the outdoors some people do have it they are accustomed to being indoors a lot um, they have their little comfort zone that they're comfortable in and they don't really want to uh, you know get out from that uh, and so it keep it's kept you know it, it can keep them from actually uh, learning more about what's out there and, and experiencing it and having actually some good times out there um, I for me, I, I prefer to be in outdoors because I just feel 
that uh, it's more open and I can see what's out there. I can see what's coming if anything is. When I'm indoors, I feel a little confined and uh, my it's like my sensors for the outdoors have been blocked off by walls and doors. And I, and I just, I, I don't feel really comfortable with that because I like to know uh, just from years of doing it, what the heck's going on outside. So um, I, I'm usually not inside very long. I, I, I come in, I'm in there for a little while and then I, I just get this nagging feeling like I need to go outside and check stuff out. And it's just a matter of uh, what's been ingrained in me. But uh, I would just prefer to be out there. And after you've been out there for a while, you actually kind of pick up a sense of uh, what is out there. You you can actually, I don't know how it happens exactly, but your your mind and your and, and whatever uh, possible threat or or activity or something else that's going on out there, your your body is able to pick up that. Uh, it, it's a I guess it's an ancient gift that we've all been given but a lot of it's been suppressed because of the fact that we spend a lot of our times indoors so it's just something that you, you can actually develop and you can actually uh, pick up after a while and you will notice that gee you know I I noticed things I didn't notice before out here and and you just get a, a keen sense of uh, exactly what's happening it's just a kind of a neat thing about it all um, and the more time you spend outdoors, the more that you develop that. So um, when you're out there, um, you know, after you've been, let, let's say to start out, you wanted to just experience, like if you've never been outdoors or you've never camped out, um, you can set up a little tent in your backyard, you know, and you can, instead of maybe uh, digging a hole and building a fire, uh, you can just use a little barbecue or something like that, just get used to the idea and cook your food on it and have your little pack and, and set up your little uh, hooch inside your tent and uh, think about things that you would like to have uh, in that situation and write them down. And then after you've had this experience and you slept overnight outside, you know, you can go over and we used to do this thing called an after action report where we would discuss after an exercise, we would discuss what went right and then what went wrong and then how to fix it and how to make it better. And it was just three little steps that, and then we'd go out and train again. And after we talked about it and we figured out what it was that went wrong, we could make adjustments and then try it again and then see how, uh, you know, what, what the next things might be to come up after we did it again. And we would do this over and over and over and over until we had all the kinks ironed out of it, and then we just it just went like clockwork, boom, 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 boom. But then you you have to still uh, kind of leave room in there for uh, and be flexible because there's always the unknown variable that pops in there. But that's why we do. That's why you train is to get uh, f you know get that memory in your in your brain so you can uh, f make a change on the fly, and it, it doesn't become a big deal. Uh, Anyhow, it helps you bring up some tangible solutions to problems that you may come across. And it's just a one step at a time thing. So just get your little pad of paper, write down and prioritize your problems, and then uh, just go off with a forward march mindset. And 
if you keep at it, you will overcome it and you will get better at it. And that's just, it, it, nobody's born with this knowledge. Everyone has had to learn it from someone or somewhere. And uh, the more you practice it, the better you're going to get. It's just like everything else. Um, okay, so let me talk about uh, the t uh, troop leading procedures a little bit. Now, everybody does these in their daily life, but they, they just aren't aware of it, okay? It, TLP, a troop leading procedure, is just a fancy way of saying uh, how we plan to get things done, all right? And there's eight steps to it. And the first one is your mission. Which, you know, you receive a mission. So for us, it would be I have a, something I have to get done, right? I'm, let, let's say it's getting prepared. So um, you write it down, getting prepared is my mission. So um, then you have to figure out, well, how am I going to you know, accomplish that? And you start by making a tentative plan about what you want to do to become prepared. You know, you're going to need uh, gear, and you're going to need to uh, establish uh, routes and, and uh, where you want to go and uh, types of food you want to have with you, what kind of pack you want, uh, what little tools you want, a knife, shovel, this kind of thing, and you write these things down. So you're, you're initiating a movement, and that's one of the steps, is initiating movement toward uh, accomplishing the mission. And then once you've got a, a good idea of what you want to do, then you go out and you take a look and then maybe you take a, a you go camping or you do something else or you drive around and you figure out well, now where can I go so you're doing a recon you're actually looking around to see what it is else you might need to plan for and then you complete your little plan and then you uh, the next step would be to issue the order so that would be sort of like all right we're gonna go we're gonna get like let's say you're going to the market so Let's, let's back plan a little bit. So I, I know I'm going to need gas. I know I'm going to need my wallet or my purse. or I'm, I'm going to need to be dressed. I'm going to need to take a shower. I'm going to need to eat before I go. Um, I'm going to need to uh, know where I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to need a list of things I want to get. So these are all things in, those, in that process that you're doing automatically that people do every day that is pretty much uh, the troop leading procedures. So... And when you get that all nailed down, you just use that as a way to accomplish things you want to do. And uh, it's just the Army you know, has studied this, and they brought it out, and they put it in the bullet statements, eight little bullet statements of how to get it done. And it helps the training process to have all these things nailed down in some precise fashion so that people can understand it uh, as the Army teaches it. So... Um, Anyhow, um, you know, I was thinking about how uh, the country has a lot of homeless people right now, and there's more, it, 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 that is going to increase. And um, homeless people have had to, they've been thrust out into the wilderness, you might say, and they have had to deal and cope with it in a hurry about how to survive out there. And they actually know a little bit more than your average person living in the city of how to cope with lack and things that you are accustomed to, comforts that you do not have anymore, uh, how to deal with hygiene, how to deal with 
protection, security, uh, heat, how to keep yourself warm, they are actually getting a short course in how to survive the hard way, but they're getting it. And they are getting this uh, right before uh, there's going to be a, a large need for that kind of knowledge throughout the rest of the populace uh, that survive what's coming. And um, it's it, in a way, I, I kind of see it as a as sort of a, a hidden blessing in a way, because we're going to come across some of these people. Uh, people that are in the cities are going to be running out of the cities uh, looking for somewhere to go. And uh, if the people are, um, you know, <laughs> nice enough, they will assist them. They will help them. People will help each other in some instances in some of these situations that are going to be out there. Uh, for people that have a, a good aspect in their life, they're good people, it's just a natural thing for them to want to do is to help each other out. There's, a, there's going to be the element out there that is going to try to do evil deeds and all that, but... Um, you know, for the most part, uh, there is a base of people that have some moral code and they live by it. And uh, I don't think it should be too hard to find those people. They'll stick out and they'll shine like you know, sore thumbs. Um, and as well, the uh, people that want to go out and do evil deeds, they'll stick out too because they'll, there'll just be a darkness about them. Um, anyhow, I wanted, I wanted to touch on that. And then I wanted to uh, go over. I'm, I'm preparing a little uh, situation report kind of brief to uh, kind of show where we are and what's coming and the seriousness of it. Um, and that the only, like I said, we can't do this alone. I, even with all my training years ago, I came to the conclusion that there was just no way I was going to be able to uh, help my family survive in, the, in all of this melee by myself. There was just no way. I, I don't care how much training you have or what you've been through. Um, you're not going to do it without the Lord. You're just not going to be able to do it. He sees the big picture. He, he knows what's ahead. And he knows uh, you. And he knows best, really, how to guide you through these, you might say, landmines of what's coming without uh, stepping on one. So it's really, really important to get as close to, you, to him as you can now while we have a relative uh, space of lull, of peace here. Um, it's it's going to accelerate the, the the events that are coming are going to become more numerous and more intense. And you're just not going to have a lot of time to uh, be, be seeking Him as you do now. And it's just that simple. Or time to prepare either. I'm trying to get people aware if they're not already. And those who are aware but don't know maybe exactly what to do uh, to help them out and get... Uh, better prepared and get spiritually better prepared because that's really the key is keeping your cool and knowing God is there and feeling his presence with you all the time 24-7 that is the goal and no matter what happens you're with him and uh, 
that's the bottom line because without him we can do nothing and that is uh, something he showed me uh, when I was uh, asking him about it I was down on my knees praying and I just said God I know I, even with everything I know and all this training and everything else and even if I was um, Jeremiah Johnson I just there's no way I could do this without you I, I asked him what do you want me to do what do you want me to do and I ended up you know I I just said look what do you want me to do and because uh, I I just wasn't sure exactly what it was and I, I and I I, I wanted to be as close to him as I could possibly be. And he was bringing me to the point of just saying, take it, you know, take everything. Just, my life is yours. Uh, show me what you want me to do with it. You know, everything I've ever had and everything I'm ever gonna have is yours. Um, every blessing, every every experience, this whole thing, the uh, my life, it is yours, take it. Well, somebody later told me that that was the nuclear prayer, and I think, you know, that is what he wants us to do. That is what he's looking for, is is a people that will just follow him and love him with everything they got and do whatever it is he wants you to do and obey him, and he will take care of you and, and take care of your family. And that's... Um, that's it in a nutshell, really. But um, anyhow, so I just want to give you a little update and, and finish that up a little bit and give you a little heads up about some things that are coming that I have, uh, I'm cooking. And uh, say your prayers and pray for me too. And I'll, I'll be praying for you all out there. Um, and uh, we, we don't have a long time here. It's the sense of urgency that I feel in my spirit um, I know others are feeling it too, and uh, the time of, of of spooling up for it is is quickly diminishing. So uh, there there is no time to waste. I, I mean, I don't watch TV. I don't uh, do much else except uh, read my Bible and work on my gear or in my vehicles or, or you know just try to keep things all together and uh, um, and spend time in prayer and read the word that's that's what I do and um, and try to listen and hear what, what it, where, he's, where he's trying to guide me or what he's trying to do uh, and and anyhow that's that's my uh, formula is just Read the word a lot, pray, and listen. And you have to try to sometimes get into a quiet spot to do it because there's just, you know, everyone's got a lot of stuff going on in their life and it's a noisy, sometimes uh, crazy racket. But you just have to pull yourself away from it and spend some time with him to uh, commune. And that's what he did. That was He was our example. Think about how many times you read where he went off into the desert somewhere and, and prayed, okay? He was teaching us. This is how I. This is I have to do this. You sure as heck are going to have to do it too. And uh, he did. He he went out and he fasted and he prayed and he, and he got, you know, download from God about what his next uh, steps were going to be. He had to keep in tune with it. I mean, think about it. When he was fasting and praying and he was fast, he fasted for forty days, right? Well, when you fast, something happens and you become a lot more dependent on your spirit than you are your flesh.
So, and you start to see things. You start to see into the spiritual realm a little easier. And eventually he got to the point where he was, stand, you know, that he could see the devil standing there and the devil started chatting with him. And, uh, you know, and it, he was able to see other things and the angels came to minister to him. So it's, it's, it's a good thing to do is to get along with the Lord. And uh, anyway, that's as far as I want to go with that. Um, so please do pray for me, and uh, and I'll be praying for you guys too, because what we're going, what we're up against is is a formidable thing, and uh, but uh, there's a river, and we're all going to be there by God. So this is Many Rounds signing off. Uh, have a great day, and uh, talk to you later.